0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster
1: with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everyone. How's it going? Great to be back. Anyway, whatever. Great to be alive, right? Regardless, every day above ground, we're, we're winning. Hey, guys. What's going on? My name is Tara Devlin. And we have a regular spot on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Thank you, everyone, for giving the show a good review on iTunes. And that helps. And also sharing the show with your friends. So, um, we don't usually have a set schedule for the weekday shows, but we're hoping to get there eventually. The more patrons we get, we'll be able to have a daily show. That's the goal. To get enough patrons to support the show for daily and then have have our specials on the weekend. So, all right. well I'm just looking at something's going on with Facebook. Oh, we're live. All right. And if you're on Facebook or any other platform, come on on over to YouTube. That's where I'll be reading the chat. And there's a bunch of people over there already I see popping into the chat rooms. And you get to meet all of them. We have a lot of regulars. We got a lot of irregulars. And everybody in between. This is a show for normal people and that means non conservatives, non republicans, people who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. You know, the kind of society that only that republicans can only pretend to love. They have they have no idea what it means to be an American. They're confused by America. That's why they hate America. And they act out on, and they inflict their manias outwards instead of getting the help that they so desperately need. If only they got the help they so desperately need. Oh, look at me. I didn't change my screen on the back. I kept my, where do we say? I usually have the logo up there. Let's see. There's so many things you got to do. This is the high-tech Terrorbuster screen. There you go. Brought to you by Roku. All right, yeah. Uh, Let me go into the chat room and say hello to people coming in. Oh, my God. Already we got some super chats coming in. Thank you, Jim, as always. And Haiku, thank you. Haiku is our moderator and also clip selector. So, thank you, guys. There's all, a lot of people uh, hanging out already in the chat room at, at youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. So, come on over there. All right. Um, We were talking the other day about, let's see how, I don't know, the other day. I was, I'm kind of torn. All right? I am. Um, I've been mulling it over in my mind. I'm still not... I haven't really decided. We really have to go with the flow, but I was getting a lot of criticism—not, not a lot, but some—about uh, bashing the Democrats. Not, and it's not bashing. It's even saying that word when you tell the truth about somebody, and it's considered an attack. We we really need to wake the f up. So. Um, I was thinking, am I helping? I mean, this is what was going on in my head because I hear this feedback from people who say they're Democrats. You're helping Trump. You're helping defeat Joe Biden. You're helping Trump get elected. And so I started, am I helping him? No, I don't think so. I. It, it's infuriating to me. Obviously, I'm still in a quandary about it. I'm not going to not speak up against what is obvious corruption in this country. And I am not, okay, the, the name of the website I started is called Republican Dirty Tricks. I really should have called it conservative dirty tricks or capitalism or, well, yeah, capitalist dirty tricks. But it's about a class war. That's the bottom line. Whether you have a D after your name. Now, I am a Democrat. I have always been. When I first registered to vote, I registered as an independent because I thought at the time, I wasn't as politically aware. And I said, well, I will vote for the person who I believe stands for what I believe in or the world I want to see come about. And I quickly got with the program and saw that everybody I was voting for was a Democrat and also that, um, you know, uh, I I, I learned more about, uh uh-oh, here comes Tara Jr., Jr. Come on, Jesus Christ. All right, come on over or sit there. Do what you got to do. Come on, come on, on. Jr. Come on, Jr., come on. Come. All right, relax. Sit. Ah, oh, God. All righty, sit down. Relax. I'll tape the camera so everybody can see you. Everybody wants to see. I'm already covered in hair. I just, I just rolled myself. Sa- I have to keep the roller handy. At all times. You gotta keep a roller. Let's roll on him a little bit. So we've got a little bit too much hair over here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing, right? He puts up with a lot. So, um, yeah, so I was saying well as I was saying so. I thought Yeah, I'm obviously I'm a Democrat, and plus in New York you have to you have to register in order to take part in the primary. Yeah, let me see. It's hard to hold this cat. I'm sorry. I'm doing a show. This isn't always playtime. All right. Get down. Get down. Enough. Get down. Get down. So Jesus fucking Christ. You see what I'm saying? This is why I say please become a patron. What would happen if we actually had a studio? Now the camera's all out of focus. What, how would we be, act? If the cats weren't roaming around. You know what I mean? Sh- Jesus Christ. Now I gotta... <laughs> Look at this crap. Look like a... It's a wreck over here. But, alright. Yeah. They would have to be cats, still. I agree, Jim. We would have to do something, let the cats, I don't know, maybe we'll open a studio slash cat rescue or animal rescue and we could feature some of the the pets during the show that people could adopt, something like that. Wouldn't it be nice? Anyway, that's why become a patron. We'll see what happens. That would be great. We can do a podcast, a liberal podcast slash animal rescue. I think that's a good idea um all right so I so I registered as a Democrat to become all right go away Tara go I can't deal with you right now go psst, psst. that's what I do when I want him to go away psst, psst. that means psst, psst. he's not listening psst, psst. God everybody's po- poking and pushing at me Tara jr go lay down go lay down He's not listening. (laughs) As you can see, I have a lot of control. I'm wearing shorts. Yes. (laughs) Come on. He's like a, he's a stalker. Are you coming up or not? All right. This ain't a show. I don't know what's going on in this show. No, I never spray the cats, Greg. Never, never. In my opinion. Because it, You know. They don't learn. It breaks your trust. When you. You know what I mean. That's probably why they pushed me around though. So. They also have spray. What I do actually. Is use the. Compressed air. They. Just the sound. Of the compressed air. Like that. They don't like that. (coughs) I have the compressed air. To spray off the. Computer, so psh, psh, sometimes I'll spray that, like psh, just make the noise. They don't like that. So, all right. Uh, the point is, it's already f- f- ten minutes into the show, and we have accomplished nothing. So, all right. Um, well, that's life. Sometimes you're you're halfway through, and you're like, what have I accomplished? That's just the way it goes. It gets away from you. Yes, <laughs> there you go. It's true. You just have to shake the bottle, and they run. All right. Um, The point is, it's what I'm trying to say is it's not about Democrat or Republican. I know and I have noticed because I have eyes and I'm not I don't know. I'm not that delusional that everything that the Democrats do is perfect and everything that republicans do suck so, well most mostly most it's really true though because republicans the things that republicans do suck because that's their what they want to do that's what their agenda they don't have a democratic agenda their agenda is to is to entrench oligarchy in the name of while pretending to be all about America and American democracy. I mean, they don't even have to pretend. They don't pretend they're about democracy. Then they hate, they say they're about free enterprise and they're about business and the American dream, which is what the the American dream that they purport is something that they have redefined from being, it used to be that, it was a common understanding that the American dream was you too, everyone, from the lowest worker to the highest CEO, everyone can have a decent middle-class life. I'm looking at the hair on my... And they redefine that as you too can be a billionaire. They, they really did that purposefully. You too can be... Um, a, uh, an entrepreneur—that's the American dream—is the entrepreneurial spirit. This is what we are. They try to pretend now. Now, people on the podcast are going to be like, "What am I listening to? What is that? What is that rolling sound?" It's getting the Tara Junior's hair off me. If only I could just roll him, roll, roll, roll. Anyway, it's getting it's a very distracted show tonight, and so the point is, I'm bringing it up because this is I was getting some criticism or received some comments about you're getting, um, you're you're doing Trump's work right by by talking about Democrats, and I say to Democrats, if me talking about you and your policies, if your policies are considered an attack when we bring them up then maybe you got to redefine your policies you need to look at your policies if that's considered an attack honestly <laughs> it's true so don't blame me and we're about the american working class and it's when you say you're for the working class so um ceos should be for the working class people on the born on the right side of reaganomics should be the working class i mean for the working class because if you love america and you love the american experiment and you love you're such a patriot then you should be for the american working class having a decent life having a decent middle class life being able to miss two paychecks without having to declare that they want to kill themselves or wait online for hours and hours at a food bank, that's a failure. And notice, now, I we went into, we've been um, uh, talking about Nancy Pelosi doing that stint on James Corden, who's, who, he's annoying as it is, and you know, he's always so happy. I'm so. G- g- maybe you're like that, James Corden. It's kind of irritating, though. Somebody who's always happy like that? Are you really always happy? Stop pretending you're always happy because you're making the rest of us feel bad. Be real. Are you really always happy? Come on, here. Anyway, maybe you are happy. I like being happy. Whatever. What is happy? I understand. Happiness is a choice. Everything's a choice. I got. I came to that realization in my life. I'm very fortunate and grateful for that. I had an epiphany. It's not just about, um, you know, you don't you don't wait. This is my epiphany. I'm sharing it, whether you like it or not, and it's maybe it'll help somebody. I don't know. Uh, People know who watch the show. I'm in recovery. You know, I don't drink. I was uh, I was a drunk, a drug addict, whatever. I'm in recovery for many years, and I've had many ups and downs in life, and also lots of down. But you know, nothing is wasted. And I had an epiphany and uh, years ago, where I used to, you know I used to read all self-help books and read all about. Uh, thinking your way better. I don't know all the all these self-help books, uh codependent no more, um, all these books about uh the power of now, I mean I, whatever. And um I realized that you can have all the knowledge in the world but it's that's not enough. You can read everything you all you can have it all. You could read all recovery literature from sun up to sun down and everywhere in between. But if you don't put your put it into action, it's nothing. So uh, it's, uh, it's like, like it says in the Bible, faith without works is dead. Not that I'm a Bible thumper, you know that. And, um, and it's true. The same thing, I had an epiphany about, you know, having a choice. Because I used to think, oh, I I don't have any gratitude or whatever it was, whatever, it, and it's not about three ghosts visiting me in the night, and and which is what I used to think that one day I just feel I'd wake up and I'd feel better. It's really bring your ass and the mind follows. I I I felt like when I realized that it's really true. I've been hearing that for years, but I. The bad thoughts, the thinking, the negative thinking was also a habit. You know what I mean? And I had to make a choice, just like I had to choose every day. Now that I had a choice to not drink or do drugs a day at a time, that was not a choice for many years. Now that I have that choice, that's the only one choice I get to make. I have to make so many other choices. And one of those choices is, do I am I happy? Do you choose to be happy in spite of everything you know what i mean so that's how i i try to get through every day it's really true though i feel a lot better in that sense but you know it does i am and to bring it back to what we're what we talk about on the show which is politics and it's all everything is connected it's all related but i'm uh i you know i'm infuriated most days and uh, everything because everything is connected I do understand that and having been uh, a person who I would say was suffering from depression for many years I don't suffer from depression anymore you know I feel like i've in and, and I'm very fortunate in that sense I don't take medication it's not I'm not saying anybody for that's for anybody else i I don't look down on anybody who who's to helping themselves. So I'm not any in anybody's head. That's just for me. You know what I mean? But I, <laughs> I know therapeutic Thursdays with Tara. But I, um, you know, it's uh, I. I take action. Action is the best remedy, and it, including when it comes down to what we're doing here. And it's ultimately about changing, making this country. A better place than we left it. There is nothing that infuriates me more than injustice. That's probably why I'm I do this show. It's I cannot not say something. Looking around, um, listening to Republicans, watching them, watching them destroy this country while waving the flag. And and. And watching the morons goose step in line behind these idiots like the dupes that they are, like lambs to the slaughter, these morons are out there marching to the tune of the autocrats and the and the the, uh, elites who are laughing at them. Um, you know, I can't not say anything. So, I don't know, how did this all come up? What were we talking about? Um, I think it's just that the best remedy for what I was saying is, the best remedy for despair is action. But also, you have to be honest with yourself. So, you know, uh, you can live in denial and say that everything I do is great or it's everybody else is the problem, but... You know, what the question we always ask in recovery, if you're in recovery, you know this, what part did you play in this? You know, you don't have any control over anybody else, but you can clean your side of the street. So what part did we play as Democrats? Is it that everything that the Democrats do is perfect? How did we get here? Is it just because of the Republicans? No. They, they play a major role. Of course they do, because they suck, and that's their nature. They're snakes. So a snake is going to be a snake. They have always hated democracy. That's been, from the time we have been struggling, since mankind and humankind recorded history, we've been struggling against these, the, the power of concentrated wealth. And how they, I think it was, I I remembered this quote, the Jay Gould quote we referenced it, I couldn't remember, I think it was Jay Gould who said, I can hire one half of the working class to kill the other half. This is, that's what we've been up against. Except now, I mean, we've always had morons who are self-seeking and self-serving and will... I don't know. Would rather imagine themselves temporarily embarrassed millionaires than they will uh, imagine that they have more in common with people who are lower on the ladder, or uh, have darker pigment than they do. Then uh, you know, make which makes them easily led. Oh, Tara Junior, Jesus. So, um, it's about really looking at ourselves so if we really want to change and make a change we it's not that everything that democrats do needs to be applauded no absolutely not just like in life when you make mistakes whenever uh you know when i make mistakes we all make mistakes or maybe you make mistakes you don't even realize it. then you have if you have good friends and family they tell you they point it out to you and sometimes they, you have to have a hard conversation with people, and you have to sit them down, and maybe they're not, they're not willing to listen at the time, right? When you're trying to have an intervention with them, they're, you're saying you're, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting your family, you're, these are the consequences of your actions, how they affect me, and how they affect your family and your loved ones, and we're all concerned. I mean, is this the kind of conversation we need to have with the DLC Democrats? Because it feels like um, a lot of times we're, uh, when I'm tra- talking to them and s- pointing out, when we're talking to them and pointing out the the problems and this is why and these are the results that we are living in and the result of your policies that you have enabled Twittler, to the point of enabling a twittler to rise to power. Yet I feel like we're hitting a wall many times. They don't want to hear it. Just like when you're, when people c- tried to confront me about my addiction, and I wasn't ready to hear it. I couldn't. I couldn't think. I. I okay. No. You're you're closed off. I couldn't imagine. A life any other way. So, of course, I wasn't going to hear it. I didn't want to put down what I was doing. I, it wasn't the problem. Everybody else was the problem. So, I feel like that's what we're dealing with when we're talking to DLC Democrats. It's like, no, oh, no, no, everybody else is the problem. It's the Bernie bros. It's you p- for pointing out the problems, for pointing out that we've enabled the kind of system that turned America from the most to the least upwardly mobile. Aren't we better, though? Aren't we, um, uh, look, we extended unemployment insurance 99 weeks or whatever. We're not as disgustingly um, greed-centered, but we are greed-centered, too. Many of them are. It's. I feel like this is what it is when you're talking to the um, elites in the Democratic Party. They don't want to hear it. So I don't know. I'm at a loss sometimes. i I was really thinking about that. Should I not even talk about it now? But then I'm like, I'm not. It's just not gonna happen. I. I and it's maybe. Maybe I doubt it, though. This is the other thing. I think, well, maybe I am helping Trump get elected, but I'm not. How am I helping? How? By pointing out this, and this is why. it's a, This is the circular logic in my mind that goes around. I'm like, no! it's not, I, I'm being gaslit, too. I'm not helping Trump get elected by saying the things that are obvious, blaring, glaring, problems that we have to confront do you want to be a winning party do you and and it's not just about the party it's about the nation it's about democracy about having a functioning democratic republic that works for all a kinder gentler you really want a kinder gentler republic that leaves no one behind then it's time to take a real close look at ourselves and take an inventory of what's working and what isn't working and be willing to have that hard conversation, and that's how you move forward together. You know what I mean? But I feel like we're hitting a wall. The Democrats, the DLC Democrats, do not want to change. Obviously, they want us. To conform. They just want us to deal with their shit. Like in a bad relationship. Well, this is the way I am. Take it or leave it. Uh, yeah, it's like you're married to somebody who's an alcoholic. Uh, it's the way it is. They have all the power. They have the money. They have the connections. You haven't, you know, you gave up your career to raise kids and to have a family with the, with the functioning alcoholic and you don't know what to do with yourself. How do I jettison out of this relationship? You know what I mean? And that's what it's like. And they're like, well, we'll take it or leave it. Um, this is the way it is. I'm going to drink. I'm going to spend all our money. I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And because nobody's ever going to love you like I will. And you're going to take it. Because don't I make, uh, it's sort of like, you know, Carmela Soprano making a deal with the devil with you know I mean if you watch the sopranos that's how that's how it is and when you point out the problems you're like well hey the I'm a, I'm better than uh Paulie at least I don't know so here on this show what we do is we talk about the uh, restoring the working class to its post-New Deal economic vibrancy and creating a civilization that works for all, not just the 1%. And by doing that, we have a functioning democracy. By all, and also, we have to do other things. One of the things we have to do is get money out of politics. Another thing we have to do is um, what else? I had it in my mind. Money out. Of, well, that's really the that's the start. The root of all evil is money in politics. We understand that. Without uh, without that, if you could do everything. You can you, you get, throw uh, a subsidy at everything. And in fact, I was thinking the other day that the thing that pisses me off. When and this is another conversation we have to have with these fucking subsidies that the Democrats love throwing at problems. They throw at the health racket. Oh, you get a subsidy in the ACA if you're under a certain amount. That's that is such bullshit. That is divisive. And if uh, you're not getting the subsidy, though, you understand the health insurance racket is getting the subsidy. They are subsidizing the broken system and staving off the revolution, the thing that we actually need to have. They're making sure that the revolution is postponed. Here's a subsidy. You're not getting the subsidy. If you get the subsidy, if, if you get some benefit from that subsidy, that's, that's just incidental. They are throwing a subsidy at the for-profit insurance racket. They're not throwing it at you. They're not, you're, you're whatever. You don't matter in that equation. And it's time that the American worker uh, gets together and understands that we're in this together. And, you know, it's, uh, the United States is a progressive country. We are, you uh, uh, enough, enough of this bullshit about how we're center-right, center center-left, center. What the hell is this shit? No, we, the United States, we understand what's right and what's wrong and what, what the point of this country was, was to overthrow a king and an aristocracy. And have a functioning government that works for more than just the intergenerational elite. So, you know, many other countries understand that more. The, the the American dream is alive and well in places like Denmark and New Zealand or Finland, those Scandinavian countries who do truly get it. That they're in it together that they sink or swim together and it's not about the rich getting richer you know why we have the most coronavirus cases and the most the most people dying here is because of the dysfunctional system and now is the time but i see what's going on again this is another another day in the united states of serfs and lords another day another bailout another crisis Another opportunity for the elite to run away with the bank. And what are the people doing about it? What are we going to do? Are we going to just go out and applaud on our steps every 7 p.m.? The problems are overwhelming. It seems that way. But every journey starts with one step. And you just keep moving forward in spite of it. One step after another. You never give up. That's how you win. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, you just keep moving forward. And that's how I feel about Bernie, about the the Bernie campaign. Uh, unfortunately, Bernie, I, I mean, Bernie was in retrospect, thinking about his campaign. He needed to be, He he needed to be a more um, aggressive revolutionary, in my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong, but he, you know, he really he's another one of these. uh, Gotta play nice with with his good friend Joe, but he needed to call out exactly what what were uh, what we were up against. What what Joe what did Joe Biden stands for? Let's not forget. Who he is. We don't forget. Trump isn't going to forget. Trump is going to play that. And they've already begun. They, The Republicans are shameless. We know that. They don't, uh, regardless of whether they will ship your job to China, they will starve granny, they will knock those uh, those subsidies right out of your mouth. Forget it. That doesn't matter. We understand that. This is a party that has absolutely no scruples. Look at their standard bearer. They, that's what they are. They're vile. So, anyway. Hmm. But aren't you and Sanders some more supporters demanding the same thing? I'm looking at, there's a chat on Facebook. Come over to YouTube, Michael, if you can, and join the chat jet there. But I'm not sure what you mean by the same thing, what the, what the thing is you're talking about. So um, let's see. I have a few videos we, I was going to play, and we can discuss about this and a couple of other stories we I wanted to talk about. And uh, this is how you win, though. You understand? You do not win by denying your your own faults and not just pointing fingers. Because while we are pointing out how disgusting that the Republicans are, and they are, we have to take an honest assessment of the Democratic Party, especially the leadership, and where do we want to go with this. Now, I know some people think that the Democratic Party is irredeemable. I don't happen to be one of those people. I feel like we have a better chance of reforming the Democratic Party. Maybe I'm in denial because I've never actually been inside of one of these unity commission meetings where the Democratic leadership did everything they could to silence the progressives. And not just silence them. They they it's we're we're like gnats to them, annoying, annoying little gnats. And I don't get it, but I guess when you're living in the ivory tower, I don't know. You're getting your cushy deals. Your your ha- You have your MSNBC gigs. You start thinking that everybody has a twenty-five thousand dollar refrigerator to spare, and um i don't get it they and and you think that they uh you know everyone i mean i'm as outraged uh, about republicans going off on you know social issues but the democratic part it's really easy for the democrats to take stances on social issues that everybody agrees with you know what i mean so uh, well everyone normal of course but it's still, it's still fomenting. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not going to not talk about the, the Democratic Party. I'm sorry. And Inle- I mean, we have to change it. That's how you change it. You look at yourself. You say, this is fucked up. I'm sorry I did that. They need to make amends. And how do you do that? You change you change your behavior you start first and but first you have to you have to acknowledge the problem we didn't get here it took it took 40 years it didn't happen overnight for the democratic and the republican parties to drag america from the most upwardly mobile to the least upwardly, upwardly mobile that's a disgrace and the fact that the Democrats uh, don't talk about this every time they get a microphone in front of their mouths is part of the problem. I've been watching the Democrats and the Republicans. They're all, of course, you know, Republicans suck. We, we know that. They're all talking about this bailout. And, they're, of course, the Republicans are criticizing Nancy Pelosi for um, the, uh, delaying. The ballot, but they delayed it for nothing. They got no concessions, zero. What was the point? And so, the I don't know. I don't know. It makes you wonder. Do they have the same agenda? I don't think so. That's why it's so easy for. Nancy Pelosi to dismiss the up-and-coming leadership of the Democratic Party, the squad, or the the youth, the, the young representatives that were elected in the last midterm elections. She can just, oh, there are only five votes, and she's got her finger on the pulse or whatever. But it's the dismissiveness. I don't know. Uh... When ultimately we're trying to, it's not just save the Democratic Party. We're trying to save this goddamn country. We're in big trouble. It's not, it's, it, this is not a drill. And I repeat these statistics all the time because I don't hear them anywhere else. How many other shows? I don't hear this on MSNBC ever that the US is the least upwardly mobile that the income gap is wider now in the United States than it was in ancient Rome can you believe that that's that's not democracy you can ha- you cannot have democracy and you can't uh, in in a society with such concentrated wealth as Justice Louis Brandeis says, you have to make your choice. You can choose concentrated wealth in the hands of a few, or you can choose democracy, but you can't have both. We used to understand that. But Republicans, outwardly, the point, and you know, when they're together with their fellow fascists, that's what they're talking about. And sometimes they say the quiet part out loud. Like when Rush Limbaugh said, some people are just born to be slaves. That's the Democrat, I mean, that's the Republican Party's quiet part out loud. They really need that on a bumper sticker. It's the GOP. Some people are just born to be slaves. Exactly. Some people are just born to be slaves. That's the Republican Party in a nutshell. They believe that some people are born to be slaves, others are born to rule, and you don't want those people who are born to be slaves getting in the way of the party. And But they don't see them, just like the, the DLC Democrats, don't seem to be able to take a true assessment of themselves the Republican Party doesn't do that. Of course not. They can't. I mean, they are a bunch of self-loathing closet cases, half of them, so. But uh, they, uh, you know, I think in the in the halls of power, I'm sure they understand. Some of them not, aren't that stupid. They're just evil. And they're willing to do whatever the hell it's, it takes. That's why they have a con man as a standard-bearer. It was only a matter of time before we got to this point in a dysfunctional, non-functioning democratic republic where income disparity is worse than ancient Rome, where the American people can't retire, where you can't save $400 for an emergency, where you don't have a vacation where you don't have sick leave, all of these things matter. If you had a, f- a functioning democratic republic where money in politics was not a factor, we would already have universal health care. We would already have universal higher education because the government would be formulated and, uh, and it would function to create a functioning democracy. And you do that by making investments in the people and and the civilization. And you do that? You don't just, how do you do that? You don't just give money to the top, to people who don't spend it or put it in offshore bank accounts or use it to buy politicians and corrupt government more. We would understand this, that you would fund education. Higher education. You wouldn't allow the youth to come out of college as indentured servants to the banks because you would understand, as a functioning democracy, that doesn't work. You're setting yourself up for failure. But maybe failure is the point. They can't handle it. It it really... You know, I, I hear Nancy Pelosi all the time say, talk about a republic if you could keep it. Well, what well, what the fuck, Nancy? A republic if you could keep it, then she should be using her bully pulpit not to show us her, her packed freezer full of $13 a pint ice cream, but to decry... A system that leaves millions behind, millions without health care, millions without education or a roof over their heads. The country, like in other countries, like in Denmark, in New Zealand, in other, uh, in in Finland, you got to work really hard to be homeless. You got to really be somebody who wants to be homeless. That's the way it is. Because they understand that you are as weak as the weakest link. And if this coronavirus doesn't expose that, what does? It's, and it's, a, it's a, about health care. It's about we're in this together. And I keep hearing how, oh, we will get through this together. We're in this together. But yet again, the banksters are running away with the candy store. And what are we doing? The American people, some of us, are so stupid. We're being activated by the autocrats to get out there and put our lives in danger because they would rather not let the secret out that the country doesn't work for them. They don't want to talk about the fact that people can't save $400 for an emergency. They want... They, they, it's as if that's a normal state of affairs. Listen to this shit. Well, here was Lindsey Graham. Uh, you can't pay people yeah. more money to stay
2: at home. And by the way, to the credit of the Pennsylvania people, they're fighting to go back to work.
1: Oh, shut the safely. Fuck up. Do- Oh, the credit of the Pennsylvania people. They're fighting to go back to work. Yeah, because we're all a bunch of lazy effers. That's the Republican way. That's what they think of, of you, working people. That we're all a bunch of lazy, uh, just lying about, worthless people who want to suck on the government teat, lounging out in the social safety net hammock. Oh, to the credit, they want to go back to work because that's all that life is about. That's not, not for Hannity, though. Don't, trust me. Hannity hasn't worked a goddamn day in his life. You know it. He is a lazy little snowflake who likes to be, if this was the Roman Empire, we would be carrying him, him around in a litter so he didn't have to get his precious little feet dirty walking on the dirty, dusty Roman roads. This useless stupidest human being who hasn't had an original thought in his head in his entire life all he is is a mouthpiece for the oligarchy and the destruction of the American experiment that's Hannity they pay him well to to foment ignorance and hatred against the country and he's all too willing to accept it his blood money Oh, to the credit of the people of Pennsylvania, they all want to get back to work. Yeah, because we're all a bunch of fucking nobodies who want to. I, I mean, the, this whole this whole f- uh, frame that these filthy Republicans have uh, about how we all uh, everybody wants to get back to work. The, 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 it's they wouldn't be screaming in the streets if they had the uh, a functioning government they gave them the money that they should be getting to stay the f home. So instead of fomenting the uh, anger against a system that makes it so you can't miss two paychecks without having to having to uh, wait online at a food bank, they uh, insist that you get out there and start railing and and screaming at people who won't let you get back to work in this broken-ass system. And Hannity is commending us, commending the serfs. Oh, thank you, my lord. To, to their credit, they want to get to work, unlike many Americans who just want to lay around in the social safety net hammock, that Republicans are fighting so hard for us to not have an incentive not to work. You see, that's their whole framing. Oh, you need an incentive. I don't know who these people think we are. But do you understand the way that they treat us? The way that they view us? And the way that they want us to view each other? That we're lazy. That we are useless. We, can't, we have to be pushed and beaten like borrowed mules to work. And that's the only value we have. Not that we're, when they pretend to cry their crocodile tears about everyone who, oh, every life is precious. We grieve every death. No, they don't. They're not grieving at all. They're they're saying, yay, one less Social Social Security recipient. One less drain. One less person I got to worry about that have to pretend to care about. Uh, I, these people, the whole frame, nobody, nobody ever points it out. It's as if it's a common knowledge. It's as if it's uh, a, uh, a an understood wisdom. It's just, it's something that is unquestioned. Oh, to the credit, they all want to get back to work. Um. No, they don't want to die, fucker. They have to get back to work because you have been the mouthpiece. You and Lindsay F and Mommy Graham has been the mouthpiece of an oligarchic system that makes it so they can't miss two paychecks before having to seek assistance at a food bank, which is a dysfunctional, broken-ass system. And you and your filthy airs and your disgusting uh, chicken air, uh, what's his face, Tucker Carlson, and all of your blonde bimbo corporate mouthpieces that get on your your fascist propaganda network to tell uh, the Americans that they have absolutely no value, that their only value, it's not that they are alive, that they are humans, that they are fellow Americans, it's that they what they can do for their masters, their betters. Because goddamn, their betters ain't doing nothing for them. They can't even they tell that they can't even give them a wage. They're bailing out the banks. They t- they've been told to stay home. So instead of bailing out and giving people the money to stay home, they are fucking them over and ingratiating the rich as usual and telling the dum-dums to get out there and scream and cry about getting back to work because they need to keep a roof over their head instead of saying, um, why is it that I've worked my whole goddamn life and I can't save for an emergency? Because I can't retire, I can't take a sick leave, I can't take a goddamn day off in this goddamn gig economy. And the only value you have to a Republican is that what you could do for them, grist for the mill. They don't even say thank you. They don't have the courtesy, the common decency to say thank you. These are the ghosts of the Gilded Age. Except they're live and well and walking around amongst us now. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that the uh, no one else. I don't hear anybody else. I'm not kidding. I'm not just tooting my horn here. I'm not. But I have. I watch other progressive talk shows. I listen to the corporate media, that's for sure. But I don't hear anybody saying, the problem is... That the American people don't have 400 effing dollars in their pockets. Not that they can't get back to work quick enough in a pandemic. And that's why the filthy, disgusting Republicans want them out there screaming and yelling. And Twitter is like, oh, can we get a vaccine? Can we get them back to work? Can we get them back, get them back, get them back? Because they don't want you to realize Eventually, uh, that you're going to wake up and say, you know what, maybe government isn't the problem. Maybe it's the ones who we've elected into government. Maybe it's Lindsey Graham is the problem because he's been propping up this broken system. And he's doing goddamn well while he's pointing fingers at Nancy Pelosi, who has her part to play, too. But it's not that uh, it's not just it's it's not that uh, the coronavirus, it's that the system, it's the goddamn system. It's not that the Democratic governors won't let them get back to work to die, to die for capitalism. It's that the system, they don't have sick leave. They don't have retirement security. They don't have four hundred fucking dollars in their pockets and they don't have money for health care. And this scumbag, this, this bad haircut, white privilege, pasty ass mouthpiece of a system that we should have left in the dung heap of history, has the nerve to commend us for wanting to get back to work. Does he look like he works? I'd like to. I'd like to touch his. Uh, his. His. his this is soft, pasty, white hands. Let's see if they're working man's hands. He's a filthy fascist, and Lindsey Graham, how fil- filthy dare you? These people make me sick. They're vile, and anybody who's watching this, this is why you have to wake up and watch. One of the things I, I. I learned – I didn't learn this, though. I mean, whatever. You know, when you want, you have to watch media with an open consciousness. You Not just be a consumer. You have to watch it as the constructed reality that it is. It's not reality. It is someone's constructed reality. You have to be an active participant. Wash it. You don't just absorb it like a sponge. but that's why it's so effective. That's why propaganda works. You People lay there, they say, oh, this is the way it is. That's that's why it matters who's represented in media and what roles they're represented. If you have only black people in media who are playing criminals or maids or servants, that matters, but that's a constructed reality. If you have gays that are symbolically annihilated, what does that say? They don't even, we don't want them even in the civilization, we don't want them to exist. But this Fox News is a constructed reality of the elites, of what they're trying to project They want you to think, oh, uh, good for you for wanting to get back to work. But don't pay any attention to the broken ass system that leaves you without anything, without any reserves in a crisis. And don't expect government to fill in the blanks because they're too busy fellating the banksters as usual. And whose fault is that? It's our fault. For allowing it to happen. This doesn't happen in a system where the representatives, so-called, are afraid of the people. Obviously, these fascists don't care. They are sleeping well at night like babies. And they're not concerned that someone's outside building a guillotine on their front lawn. That's for sure. But how much longer? I, w- I ask that all the time. How much longer are we going to take it? When Hannity, it should be where Hannity, uh, when he goes outside of his, his mansion, wherever the hell he lives, he needs to be confronted with the American people, saying what is wrong with not shaking his hand, saying or whatever. Uh, not uh, fuck it. Shake his hand, please. After you come from uh, one of these anti um, anti lockdown rallies, please shake Hannity's hand. They should, but they should be normal people. But the normal people should be asking Hannity, "What the fuck is wrong with you? You fascist! You disgusting elitist! Don't you understand that you can't have democracy and you can't have concentrated wealth at the same time?" That those two things, those two existences don't coexist? What's wrong with you? How much more do you want? You want to tear this country apart? So you could be the fucking king of the ashes? Counting your way to hell? How much more? How, what is it going to take? How many people have to die for your capitalist nightmare, your dystopian hell? I mean, you already have it all. How much more do you want? Oh, the, to, the, to, the ban- to the credit of the people of Pennsylvania, they want to get back to work. Fuck you, Hannity, to the credit. Oh, thank you, my lord. Thank you, my lord. They, they, they want to get back to work. They don't want to pay any attention to the fact that they don't have 400 fucking dollars in their pockets, thanks to the system. Not because they're not working. They better get a grip, these people. It's not the end-all of be-all of life. What is the meaning of life? So you can be nothing but a, uh, a, a host from which the likes of Hannity suck profit and discard these parasites? You could be the host of a, for a parasite because that's what you are. And you're like, here, here, take you haven't taken all my blood. Here's a little I there's some left over here in my little toe. Jesus Christ. To the credit. And I'm the o i am the I only hear I don't know. I don't hear anybody else. Maybe I'm not listening close enough. But let's let's get a common message going. The system is broken. It's not about getting people back to work, and we shouldn't be out in the street. If they're going to go out in the street, get out in the street and decry the fact that you don't have four hundred fucking dollars, and it's not because you're not working. You have three uniquely American low-paying jobs. Or how about you don't have the? Uh, you have any? You don't have any sick leave. How about you don't have any health care? How about that? How about you don't have retirement security, or living wages, or you can't save for an emergency? And then while we live in the richest country on earth, what does that mean? It doesn't mean shit. It means that you're a dupe and a pawn. And I hope that the coronavirus gets rid of the those who. Deserve it. If they're out there whining and crying, they want to get back to work quicker, 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 quicker because we don't have $400 and they can't see the forest through the trees about how they're being used, then do us a favor. Darwin was right. Leave us alone. Let, the, let, the, let the, uh, evolution do the rest. But look at these guys, how many millions of years of human evolution have uh, uh, came together to create that, to create those, those two Hannity, Lindsey Graham, these white old crackers who, you know, well, Hannity's a dum-dum. He'll say whatever the fuck is on his script if... If he made Buku Bucks um, as the next Karl Marx, he would have done that, too. There's just no money in that. Because it's all about pulling the wool over your eyes, over the eyes of the dummies, the dupes, the idiots who are out there thinking that they're patriots when they're anything but. They are the opposite of patriot. And they're an idiot. They're dupes. They're useful idiots. They, they are the useful idiots. They're useful idiots because these are the dummies who will, they will be ridden like borrowed mules and say, oh, yeah, I, I hope Trump meets me for a beer and trickles on me. They're, they're too stupid to figure it out.
2: And by the way, to the credit of the Pennsylvania people, they're fighting to go back to work.
1: I want to kill when I hear that. You understand? I get, I see, uh, I see red in my eyes. I am enraged. To the credit of the people, they want to go back to work. Fuck you. What do you think? No, honey, they should want to stay home to live so we can fight this virus and defeat it. They shouldn't want to be clamoring to go back to work in the middle of a pandemic because they are afraid that they're going to lose their homes. The government should be working for them. But it's not. And you're part of the reason it's not. In another time, in another place, Hannity would, if this was a just society, Hannity would have something coming for him. And it's justice, exactly, Junior.
2: We got to do it yeah. safely, right?
1: Safely, safely. You have to qualify it. They say they—they they don't give a shit about safely, safely, whatever. If they wanted it to be done safely, they would be paying people to stay the fuck home. But here, Lindsey Graham is whining. Maybe the American people who are getting unemployment, they will actually be making more money on unemployment than they will if they were going back to work. And there's no incentive to work. Then, like you need an incentive because you're nothing but a lazy dolt. You have no value. You gotta get. You gotta be beaten, beaten, beaten. That's the way they think, and that's not the way. They, they can think that way all they want, but they want you to think that way. They want other Americans to think that way. And when we think that way, when Americans do think that way, when dummies fucking think that way, they got us. They are winning. The elites are winning. There's a class war, and they're winning. They're winning the psyops war.
2: Well, so let me just put this in context. Uh, I want to make sure that if you lose your job, if you're furloughed, you're laid off because of mitigation,
1: you've done nothing wrong. Yeah, we yeah, want to make yeah, whatever, sure that you. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You've done nothing wrong. You worked hard. You played by the rules. You did that, 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 All the same, all the qualifiers. Fuck you. Does Lindsey Graham work hard and play by the rules? Does Miss Lindsey do nothing wrong? What does Miss Lindsey do that he deserves his life? Who the fuck would vote for him? That's how sick we are. They vote for Lindsey Graham. They vote for Mitch McConnell. Ugh.
2: ...receive 100% of your pay, but what we don't want to do in unemployment is to pay you more than you actually receive... Why
1: the fuck not? Why? What is the point? Why not? Pay you more? Whatever. What are banksters doing? Because if you pay somebody more during this time, people will go back to work, but they'll also put it into the economy. How much credit? You love the American people so much, you certainly sound like you hate us. You don't trust us, and you think we should be whipped like borrowed mules. And Lindsay, maybe Lindsay likes getting whipped. He needs to be whipped, like when Trump whips him. And he says, thank you, Daddy, thank you, Daddy. Ooh, ooh, give me another one. I'll do what you want, I'll say what you want, I'll lie, I'll say that you hit a, a perfect golf game, and I'll get down and fillet you, metaphorically, and then I could do it literally. These Republicans are... If you don't figure out, if you're a Republican, if you're an average working-class Republican, you should be ashamed of yourself. I want you to wake up and understand, while Democrats may be not perfect, and there are certainly many Democrats who are, you know, a little bit of an elitist, whatever, whatever. But at least, they don't—they don't want to—they—they uh, they don't spread this shit about you. You need to be incentivized to work. Who the fuck has ever had to be incentivized to work? Do they? We should incentivize the banksters. It's called not going to prison. You gotta incentivize them, not just to work but to not steal and grift and crook and and lie and grift us as they are once again. They don't have incentives in these bills for the banksters not to suck on the relief that is supposed to go to average working people who will actually spend it. No, it's going to the banksters. They got no incentive to them. Their incentive is lick, bend over so I can lick your bottom like Nancy Pelosi licks her ice cream. They're so offended by Nancy Pelosi's ice cream. But while they're literally licking the asses of banksters and letting them get away clean again. Oh, no, no. You didn't get away clean enough. Here, Lindsay will lick it up for you and then he'll lick it lick the the the, the ground you walk on so it, you can grease and slide into your next crime all on the american people on the backs of the american people how many ticks do we have on our backs how many parasites can one body take before it cr- it crumbles and dies there's only so much you can endure
2: When you were working, contrary to what the Pennsylvania governor says, it is not good for the economy to pay people more not to work than actually work. And that's
1: how is that in the middle of a pandemic? And this is a war and Trump is a war president. So give the people the means that they need to fight the war. And if fighting the war means sitting the fuck home, then give them the means to do that. But they don't want to do that. Because they want the American people not to sit home and say, holy shit, government does something. Oh, look, government has the money when they say we're broke, we're broke, we're we're broke. We have the money to do what we want to fucking do when we need to do it. See, it's not just the problem. Actually, government did something for me instead. And then when you're sitting home, you start saying, holy shit. You mean maybe um, it is a problem that the rest of the goddamn world has thirty days at least, or five weeks effing vacation, um, and and, and I got nothing. I got nothing but Lindsey Graham telling me uh, he's got to teach me the dignity of work. When Lindsey Graham, what the fuck does he know about work? What do any of them know about work? These scumbags. With their cushy, white, baby, soft hands. What do they know about work? Lindsay looks well-rested and well-fed. What does he know? He has no stress? His stress is getting caught being a gay. We're going to all find out that he's gay. Guess what, Lindsay? We already know. You sick fuck. Imagine spending your life in the closet. Because he's a coward. Well, that, and it goes hand in hand with being a Republican. So, yeah, um, and then you're sitting home saying, Jesus Christ, look at this government actually did something. It said I had to stay home and it gave me the means to do that. Instead of Republicans up your ass saying, get the fuck out there, dummies, and die. And then you, while you're sitting home, you're like, holy shit. Not only does government do something, they have the money when they need it. So all this we're broke, we're broke is bullshit. So obviously they're gonna have the money to expand Social Security and expand Medicaid or or make it so that everyone has healthcare like every other country on earth instead of having to beg a bankster or go on GoFundMe. And you then you're like, oh my God, you mean every other country has 30 days or more uh, guaranteed by the government vacation leave or sick leave? Uh, You have unlimited sick leave? What? Paid? You mean I could be sick and not have to fucking drive my Uber with the coronavirus or any other communicable disease? that spreads like like wildfire in the United States of serfs and lords because we got no means to address it? Jesus Christ. That's what they're afraid of, Sitting out, sitting at home saying, wow, we have the money because of government. Government's not the problem, it's the solution here. It gave us the funding to stay home to fight this virus. Because God knows they're willing enough to send us to die for lies. To, for, they, have not, they have as much money as the eye or the, or the minds can imagine for sending Americans to die in wars based on lies. But when you have a war that you're fighting this so-called invisible enemy with your war president Donald Twitler Trump, they don't give you the means to fight it. Instead, they want to send you out there with absolutely no weapons because they don't want you to understand, to, to, to wake up. Like I'm telling you to wake up and say, no, it's not that government is the problem. That's the government that the founders died to entrust to us and that Lindsey Graham takes a dump on every day. And it has to work for us. And how do you make it work for us? You you get rid of these parasites, these freaks who are never enough for them, though, right? It's always for them. They got enough for them, but never for us, who they they have the balls. You know, if they really, if they had any respect for the American people, would they be sitting on there on their cushy corporate media mouthpiece networks saying, "Oh, uh"? To the credit of the people of Pennsylvania, they want to get to work. Yeah, because the American people are just a bunch of lazy doltards sitting around on Twitter. Commending foreign dictators for being smart cookies, right? Or coming up with a loose scam. Fucking, how dare you? If they had any respect, if they feared the American people... You think Hannity would have the the nerve to sit there and say, to the credit of the people of Pennsylvania, they want to get back to work. Who the fuck are you? How dare you? To the credit. Oh, thank you, my lord. Yes, my lord, we really want to work because we know how useless we are unless we're... We're working or bending over so you can attach your lamprey mouth to us and suck out all the profit and discard us like empty husks. And and uh, you know you don't even have to. Uh, you don't worry and kick us, kiss, kick us on the way down too while we're hit on the way down to the ground, and then you can wipe your feet on us. Fucking. Unbelievable! They should—he should really be like, "Holy shit! Did I say that out loud?" And you know how when somebody says something stupid, uh, they oh I I misspoke I I apologize. No, they don't have to say uh, they don't have to apologize for saying. Oh, I commend the uh, the people of Pennsylvania because they want to get back to work. And just by saying that is, what are you trying to say? There's, uh, he's saying there is a an overarching theme here in the United States: how the people don't want to work. We're just so lazy. But that's the Republicans, and they want other people who are tired, and working and toiling in this system that is rigged against them. They want them to be so angry. And focused on others, who are a few rungs lower on the ladder, others who are have darker pigment, or who get something, who are getting disability benefits, or have are taking it, uh, you know, um, whatever it might be, having have Social Security, or are sick, or whatever, or get Medicare, or something that should belong to all of us. Instead of turning their anger onto Hannity, where it belongs, on Hannity, for being the propagandist he is, they want you to be angry at others who may be taking, uh, have sick leave, or have Medicare, you know, the little subsidy crowds. And that's how they keep us divided, because it is about divide and conquer. Ultimately, they don't want any of us looking around and saying, we're in this together. You know, as they say, I'm a war president, we're at war with the invisible enemy. They don't want us to be united. That's why they won't do anything to unite us. And the system is broken. It's not... The uh, it's not it's not the coronavirus the, the virus is the virus. It's exposing how broken the system is. People want to get back to work because the fucking system is broken and doesn't give them a, a a chance to breathe and prepare. How could you be prepare for an emergency when you can't save four hundred dollars and a system? That has you, where you have no health care, and everyone's hanging by a thread, and everyone is one catastrophic illness away from bankruptcy. Everyone, except the rich, of course, but every other American, that's for sure, and you have to be on the balls of your ass to get any kind of assistance. And then, so those who are a little higher on the ladder get jealous and resentful of those who are who are in the poorhouse saying oh they get it all they get away with it all they are getting everything handed to them that's the fucking game can you wake the F up and understand that's the game that they're playing and you should be turning your anger on this guy this pasty old white closet case Lindsey Graham and his co conspirator, the doltard, Sean Hannity, the stupidest person in media. Who? I don't know if I can finish this clip. What we're doing,
2: and this has become a magnet to draw people out of the workforce. We'll never have an economic recovery until we fix this. You should get 100% of your wages up to $50,000, but you should never be paid more in unemployment up to $50, than you received when you were working. What if
1: you make 70000 You should be paid what you're fucking losing to stay home. What's the point? What's the, uh, that's how you fight this invisible enemy in the war with your war president.
2: Draw people out of the workforce. We'll never have an economic recovery until we fix this. You should get 100% of your wages up to $50,000, but you should never be paid more in unemployment than your employer pays you because that really skews the whole economy.
1: How? how? Of course, they're full of shit. You should get 100% of your salary up to $50,000. That makes no sense. If you what if you make 60? What if you make 70? Or 80 or 90 or 100? What is uh, then you should get your fucking salary to fight the invisible enemy to stay home. The government should be funding your they should be picking up the payroll. Of everyone, and period, end of sentence, and your job is to stay home. Not to be activated by your stochastic terrorist president who's going to send your dumb fucking ass out there to to die of coronavirus. Which, in my opinion, you can't do quick enough, as long as you stay home when you get it. Don't go to a hospital. How dare you? You know, the same hospitals that you... Got Had to stand in front of who tooting your fucking horns like toddlers having a tantrum saying, Change me, change me, meet me, meet me. I got a big one in my diaper. Change me, change me. So stupid, so dull, tard You couldn't, you can't, you're so retard. I mean, I'm retarded. That's the worst word. You're so, what? I mean, it is kind of retarded. It's not that you're. I'm not talking about developmentally disabled. I mean, you know, like stunted. You know what I mean? Not evolved, devolved. So you're so much of a dum dum. We'll stick with that. That you d- you can't look around and say that it's uh, it, who your enemies really are. It's not the um, other Americans. Who are trying, trying to make a decent, to make this country live up to its founding principles. (sighs) It's the enemies, the enemies of the people who are also the enemies who stay, who, who is your friend? The people who send you out to die with, with coronavirus? Or the ones who are like, you know what I mean? Um... You have to stay home. That's your job. There should be there there should be no debate. If your job is to stay home in the middle of a crisis, so we fight the virus and get rid of it, once and once and for all, then they should be picking up the tab for everyone's paycheck. Period. End of sentence. It's not about having an incentive to work. There's an and. An, the, the, the fact is, I can't even talk. The fact is people want to work. You know what I mean? Most people want to work. And if, those who don't, there's they have sicknesses. Like Trump has a sickness. He's a con man. He's a greedy little grifter. That's a sickness. That in itself is a sickness too. Just because they hoard Money or try to, well, Trump doesn't hoard money. He is a con man. He's not rich. Believe me. If he was rich, as rich as he says he is, we would have seen his tax returns. They would be on a, on a display in Times Square. And he's a con man. So he's, he's hiding it. And All he says is, I'm really rich. I'm, re- you know that? I'm really, really rich. Oh, my God. I'm having a heart attack. Thank you, Els, for your super chat. What? Though I'm laid off and pissed off. Thanks, Tara. You didn't have to do that. Thank you, Els. Fuck. That pisses me off. This is what they've done. It's not, a uh, yeah, a lot of us are losing our jobs and laid off. The system is set up that everyone is hanging by a thread. And it's all connected. That's why we need a system that builds from the bottom up. Not the top down. Fuck. are so dumb. Here's uh, Hannity. A disturbing new study suggests Sean Hannity's show helped spread the coronavirus. Let's hope it was to the right people, though. Not decent people. This is from Vox. A sophisticated from uh, Zach Buchemp. A sophisticated new research links Hannity's coronavirus misinformation to a greater number of COVID-19 cases and death. So, there you go. Propaganda works. That's why every aut- autocrat, every authoritarian dictator throughout history, whether it was from the, from the time of the Romans to now, they took over the mechanisms of communication because propaganda works. So that's why when they repeat something and repeat it and repeat it, it becomes like a a common knowledge, like the dignity of work. We have to give an incentive to work. Teach them the dignity of, fuck you, this shit. That's bullshit. What we should be saying is we're in it together. All right. Throughout the coronavirus pandemic, media critics have warned that the decision from leading Fox News hosts to downplay the outbreak could, could cost lives. A new study provides statistical evidence that, in the case of Sean Hannity, that's exactly what happened. The paper from, economic, from, oh, from economists Leonard Burston, Ac- oh, whatever, oh, God, Akaba. uh, Akash Rao and Christopher Roth and David Young God damn it David Young Young Youngazawa (laughs) Drott I know I'm sorry I try focused on Fox News programming in February and early March at the time Hannity's show was downplaying or ignoring the virus while fellow fellow host Tucker Carlson was warning viewers about the disease's risks. Let's see. Using both a poll of Fox News, viewers over age 55 and publicly available data on television watching patterns, they calculate that Fox viewers who watched Hannity rather than Carlson were less likely to adhere to social distancing rules and that areas where more people watched Hannity relative to Carlson had higher local rates of infection and death. Greater exposure to Hannity relative to Tucker Carlson tonight leads to a greater number of COVID-19 cases and deaths, they write. One standard deviation increase in relative viewership of Hannity relative to Carlson is associated with approximately 30% more COVID-19 cases. <laughs> Holy shit. It's unreal. That's why I say propaganda works. It matters. It matters who has the, memes of, the means of communication, what that communication is saying, what we're saying to each other. That's why education is vital to a functioning democracy. That's why we need a system of education that teaches young people about republics, how republics die, how tenuous they are, the obligation we have to each other in a free democratic society that teaches us about diversity, about how cultivating a free democratic society that is a nation of laws and a nation of immigrants and how... A civil a civilization that leaves no one behind is the only kind of de- uh, civilization that can work in a democracy. You can't have a system of health care for some, education for some, living wages for some. That's not conducive to democracy. It doesn't work. And they know it, but... Anyway, if I were queen for a day, which isn't democracy, you know what I mean. But let's see. Here we go. Uh, Great exposure to Hannity. Oh yeah, I wrote that. I read that. I mean, this is a working paper. It hasn't been peer-reviewed yet or accepted for publication at journal, but. However, it's consistent with a wide body of research finding that media consumption in general, and Fox News viewership in particular, can have a pretty powerful effect on individual behavior. And we've known this. I have a master's degree in communication. There's many studies that go back decades and even as early as the in the advent of film, how film and... Watch viewership, film viewership and uh, watching certain different films and and studying the human behavior and how it altered in in the advent of uh, the film medium, Um, how young people would learn about how to behave by watching their favorite stars. I mean, this is we are social species. We learn from each other. What's acceptable? What's not? And, of course, that's it. We communicate. Propaganda works. And that's why it's so important to support the liberal media, the real liberal media, so you don't get this shit. You have another—you have the real truth. The other day I saw Nina Turner, who was being— she was being interviewed on The Hill— and I wish I had grabbed this now that I'm saying it, but she said something about Republican policies being, um, being wrong, period. How they, we have, uh, not just Republican, conservative. She's saying progressive policies, we have the right ideas, and we have, and it's, and she was adamant. We are correct. We have the right ideas, and of course we do. And she wasn't – the way that she stated it, with such certainty, yeah. And it's not about, oh, let's get their ideas. You know how um, re- how these DLC Democrats, Biden and uh, Nancy Pelosi – well, not I'm, I'm not sure if I hear her say that much. But, you know, Biden definitely. Or Klobuchar. They talk about, oh, I can reach across the aisle. Let's get some ideas. We can work together getting ideas. You, excuse me. You reach across the aisle. You ask them for their ideas. All you're doing is giving them legitimacy. Is is give as elevating these fascist, um, neoliberal, capitalist, kiss up, kick down, oligarchic, elitist ideas into your. Uh, you're giving them legitimacy. When it doesn't work. Democracy is democracy. It's not about, what is your idea? You want the rich to get richer. The working class to be the working poor. Because the working poor is more malleable. So, what are you talking about? When you say, let's reach across the aisle. And I, I can take uh, work with Republican ideas. You're giving those ideas credence. There's You don't have um a, a little bit of income inequality and upward mobility you know what i mean it's either you are an upwardly mobile society or you are not either your 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 gap between rich and poor is slight or it's not or it's wide i mean i need a drink so it's dangerous. Just like, look at what we're dealing with with Obamacare. Obamacare sucks because it's the Republican health care plan. It is another way to make the rich richer, to keep the broken system intact. You either fix a health care system or you, 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 um, what do you call it? You enable a broken system. Democracy is or it isn't. What kind of a system do you want? Do we want a system that leaves no one behind? That if you want a functioning democracy, you need an education system that works for all, which means that you do not fund education through property taxes. You fund it through the general fund and every every school, every kid who goes to school learns a standard curriculum of American history, the history of republics, how to how to maintain democracy, civics. They, they, they have a base, common story. And then you can teach other things. I know that the filthy fascist conservatives, the Jesus freaks and all of the right-wingers, they're afraid of that. But that's—I am so sorry. That's not—we don't—I mean, okay— what, whatever i'm sorry that you don't get to inflict your your christianity or your way of life on everyone else we have decided we fought a revolution to in, to create a system uh, a democratically uh, i mean a constitutionally limited democratic republic this is this is the name of the game here so anytime you try to manipulate your you know uh, whatever, your theology around that you you destroy that system. This is why we are where we are. That's why uh, um, pretending that that the ACA, so to speak, is I mean is progress. Yeah, okay, more people are insured, but you know what else happened? The for-profit, broken system that needed to be erased and, and excised from our body politic is still in charge. So either you have a functioning democracy or you don't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You can't have a little bit, you know, a little bit of a... Uh, the, uh, otherwise, it wo- it doesn't work. And here we are. And we're in the illusion of democracy. It's like it's like in North Korea. They're called the People's Democrat what is it? The, is it the the DPRK, right? The Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. Are they a, are they democratic? Are they a people's republic? No, it's all for show. It's bullshit. They, so we can have all the trappings of what it means to be a democratic society the illusion, the pantomime of that, while all the essence, the actual, the, 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 the uh, reality of that is gone. And here we are. When you have a system where the rich get richer, the working class become the working poor and stay that way. For 40 years. Now we're the working class. The middle class is now below 50% of the population. That's not democracy. And it's not on everybody's. On everybody's telescreen. On everybody's telescreen. We're hearing Hannity. And Lindsey Graham. The agents of oligarchy. Pat us on the back. For wanting to get back to work. In the middle of a pandemic. Oh, look at us. We're so eager to work. That's the American way. Yes, I can. American way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me back to work. It's not, but not because you want to, you're so driven. Yeah, you're driven like a borrowed mule, but you got to get out there because the system is broken. It's not a democracy. It doesn't work for you. It's like the United States of Serfs and Lords, and the Lord needs you to get your serf peon ass back out in the field. I don't care if there's plague or sweating sickness. You're out there. You die. You will meet Jesus. And do don't you need to get the fuck out there and work? And don't complain about the system because that's natural. That's the system. You know, uh, that it's the, uh, you know, that's America. All right, I know I'm just, whatever, I'm all over the place. Yes, all right, where was I? Some of the research found that TV consumption can affect decisions as intimate as whether or not to have children. It makes sense that an older American's favorite TV host telling them they don't need to worry about coronavirus would cause them to ignore stay at home orders and care less about thoroughly washing their hands. Well, as like I was saying in the last show, for Republicans this their biggest fear in this coronavirus is that the American people figure out what what's really going on, that government is not the problem, that we are the government and government should be working for us and that the system is broke, that they broke it. And, you know, as long as they have this, the Democrats against the Republican thing going on, on on the corporate media who are part of the problem. The corporate media is all wrapped up in this broken-ass system. So, for example, I don't know, am I making sense? I feel... In my mind, it makes sense. And I feel like it's so obvious, but, and then I watch that shit and I watch, I watch the clips of the idiots out there screaming and yelling. And then somebody on Twitter, there's, uh, the other day, some Trump tweeted at me, you're too stupid to realize that you're, you Democrat party or whatever. Of course, don't get me started with the Democrat Party thing. Um, is Has gone full, full authoritarian. Because what? We're trying to fight the fucking virus. Oh, you know, the war president. We're trying to fight. It's no. You see how they do it? The fascists. The filthy, disgusting Republicans have turned the American people against each other yet again. They can't have unity. They can't afford it, not even a little bit in the middle of a crisis, not even a little bit. And Now, remember what I said about 9-11. If 9-11 happened and we had a Democratic president, they would have been doing the same thing turning the American people against that president. We were attacked under their watch. There would be no unity. No, no, no. Oh, there'd still be plenty of war to go around, plenty of endless war. But there would be no unity. They would use it as an opportunity to attack the president and the party in power for allowing the the attack to happen. And why the Democrats didn't do that to George W. Bush, but... What do I know? Here's something. Many things have happened. You know, of course Trump, the asshole. I'll play I let me see. He says yeah, he's a doctor, you know, doctor he had a famous doctor, he says. Well bullshit in his family. Doctor John Trump, who knew many things. Very highly respected. Well, Dr. Trump, Dr. Twitler, paging Dr. Twitler, let's see how many people die listening to this shit now.
0: Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it? And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can do either through the skin or... Uh, in some other way and I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. Right, Right, and then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that Uh, by injection inside (laughs) or or almost a cleaning because you see it gets in the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use Medical doctors, with but it sounds it sounds <laughs> interesting to me. A, so we'll see. Illegal. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's wow. uh, that's pretty powerful.
1: Pretty powerful. You can't. What do you mean? You can get in there and disinfect it, but you're going to have to hire a doctor. At least he concedes to that. You can't just hire an undocumented immigrant to get in there with their disinfectant, like, <laughs> you know, your lungs. Hit it because they found out, oh, well, the virus, when they hit it with ultraviolet light, you know, Trump thinks he's he's uh, Jonas Salk over here, right? So now we have to all be dragged through his manias a little bit more, wasting our time with this bullshit. And God knows what the fuck people will do listening to the, Will they drink, disinfect and Maybe they'll spray some bleach in the air and breathe it in people have already died taking dr twitler's medical advice and there he is telling him oh look at me i'm i'm very smart and they're all going to study it now but you, don't you think that there are doctors and and researchers and scientists that are already on the case it's not like they're going to be like wow twitler says let's inject Disinfectant into your lungs. The the thing about being injecting shit in your body is that it's sort of like antibiotics. You know, antibiotics is uh, kills things. It kills biotics, and you're a biotic. We're a biotic. Human beings are biotics, so you know you gotta walk that fine line between killing the or or making the Cure worse than the disease. Sure, maybe you can inject some disinfectant in your lungs. Okay. As if no one ever researched anything like that. When, you talk, when you're dealing with pneumonia or some kind of infectious disease that attacks the lungs, you, you don't think that in all the years of, of medicine and science that people haven't tried different approaches Oh, John, Donald uh, Dr. Twittler says let's inject our lungs with disinfectant. You first, Twittler. Will you volunteer to be the guinea pig? I know you love America so much. This is the guy. Well, wait, I'm reading here on the in- Intelligencer: The president who once stared directly into a solar eclipse. Is now offering researchers ideas on how to treat the coronavirus. This is uh, Matt Stibe in the Intelligencer. Oh, hello! Get up here. What are you doing? Come on. At his Thursday press conference, President Trump, ew, that's Twitter, suggested that come on, Junior, using disinfectants which are generally harmful to the human body or poisonous if consumed in large quantities, may help patients flush the virus from their system. Trump, who has said that he has a natural ability for understanding public health, added that injecting heat and light under the skin may be effective in countering symptoms of the virus that he has already killed around 50,000 Americans. To the reporters in front of him and public health experts on his right, Trump addressed the following trip. So, supposedly, we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that it hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And that, I said, you're supposed to bring the light inside the body, which you can do either through the skin or some other way. And I think that you're going to test that, right? Sounds interesting. Yeah, we're all going to be like, thank you, my lord. Thank you, Jesus and Donald J. Jesus Trump, for we were so dumb without you. We had no idea. Science took a leap a thousand years forward thanks to your amazing idea. The same guy who came up with pee in this Trump-labeled plastic cup, so fake well, fake scientists could analyze your pee and come up with some non-FDA-approved sugar pills to, uh, you know, make you perform your best, be your best self, you know, be best, called the Trump Network vitamins. That guy, that guy is now telling people to disinfect their lungs with injection. You know, you'll need to enlist a doctor. But... um, I mean, I don't know why, but a uh just breathe I don't know, maybe drink some bleach that might disin- that might kill some coronaviruses it's very interesting, right? I don't know it's interesting you gotta study that drinking bleach Because it does work it will kill the coronavirus, but you'll also be killed but At least the coronavirus will be dead. Then I see disinfected where it knocks out in a minute. One minute. Is there a way we could do something like that by injection inside? Or almost like a cleaning? You know, the way my undocumented uh, illegals do that at my roach-infested, bed (laughs) bug-infested. Wait, so Joey Bay sent me a funny thing today he said he had some names where is it morgalago <laughs> that's hilarious morgalago we're going to call it so uh it's almost like a cleaning uh, unlike what they do at morgalago so it'd be interesting to check that yeah very interesting so you're going to have to use medical doctors you know Not that they know. I mean, Twitler knows more, but it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of light? Why didn't anybody think of that? The way it kills in a minute, it's pretty powerful. You know how he likes power. Yeah. Let me see. As coronavirus task force coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks kindly let the president know this is not a promising treatment option. And though Trump's Thursday proposal seems too incoherent to calls, cause ha- harm, to cause harm, in past weeks, his spurious information has resulted in the death of an Arizona man who drank an additive used to clean fish tanks, chloroquine phosphate, which he mistook, for hydrochloroquine, a drug formerly touted by the president. At the Thursday presser, Washington Press reporter Philip Rucker called Trump out on the apparent misinformation. People tuning into these briefings, they want to get information and guidance and want to know what to do. They're not looking for rumors. Trump replied, I'm the president and you're fake news. Can you fucking believe this adding that his recommendations are just a suggestion well let's hope they only kill the right people you know what i mean yes let's hope and tara jr jr agrees let's hope that no and no decent people would would follow that advice anyway because they're not stupid or insane So let's hope when that uh, that bullshit gets into their ears about disinfecting their lungs, that they might take Trump on his take, take him up on his advice. Really? All right. Where am I? Where am I? Who am I? What am I? Where am I? Why am I? How am I? <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, one more thing. What else? In my, let me see, I'm looking at the chat. Let me look at you guys for a minute. Patricia Paradu. Yes, dip your chicken nuggets in some Lysol. <laughs> Doctor's orders. <laughs> Mengel, uh, mangle lago. That's good. Resist Evolve. Uh, President W. Dumbshit. Of course. Why? Why do I be? Paradu. Why? Who am I? Why am I? Where am I? Yes. I know. Dave the Dragonford. I hate to say this, but the Democratic Party is putting up a corpse. We are going to have this idiot for four more years. I hope not. I hope you're... I hope you're wrong. I really do, but I'm really concerned. And there, it's they're setting up the same situation with Hil- with as what happened with Hillary. They're, the um, I'm I'm hearing all these polls, you know, as we did during the 2016 election, and everything is the same. The same situation. The polls. They're all, I mean, Biden's ahead, but so was Hillary by much wider margins at this time. And, in fact, Trump is now leading, as far as I know, let me see, leading with non-white voters. Can you believe that? How is that possible? You know, the same people of color, whatever they said, uh, who brought Joe Biden to South Carolina. How they turned around and they all voted for Biden. How they loved them some Joe Biden. I don't know why. They, his base in South Carolina. How, I don't get it. I never understood that. And how is this possible? Leading with, let me see this, hold on. Fox News poll shows Biden leading Trump by eight points in Michigan and and Pennsylvania. Let me see something here. I just saw something where it said that Trump was leading in non-white voters. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. Let's see. Today, Joe Biden, this is in the New York Times, is Biden gaining older voters and and losing young ones? Even modest differences could prove crucial in an election that begins with numbers and coalitions very similar to 2016. That's what's so fucked up. It's like a repeat. And the DLC Democrats haven't learned a goddamn thing, of course. After impeachment, a coronavirus pandemic, and four years of tweets, the early national polls show that 2020 presidential campaign begins almost exactly where it left off in 2016. Today, Joe Biden leads Donald Trump by just under six percentage points. Can you believe that? It should be, like Hillary, um, it should be trouncing this doltard. Nearly four years ago, the final national poll show Hillary Clinton led Mr. Trump by around five percentage points among registered voters. The similarities are even starker among closer examination. The polls depict an electorate that remains split in the same ways with Trump and Biden drawing nearly identical numbers to the ones candidates did four years ago among white voters With or without a college degree, but not everything is exactly the same. Even modest differences have the potential to alter the race. Mr. Biden shows an early strength among older voters. Mr. Trump has made gains among non-white voters. There are early—how is that possible? There are early signs of an expanded gender gap. All of this could change by November, but all of it could be decisive in a contest with the potential to be closely fought. Trump trails by five or six points in the compilation of high-quality, methodologically comparable live interview telephone surveys used for this analysis. Mrs. Clinton, led by exactly five points among registered voters, In October 2016, Mr. Biden, in contrast, leads in similar polls by 5.8 points. So he's down. Of course, state polls struggled in 2016, but national polls weren't bad. The national polls used here showed Mrs. Clinton ahead by 3.7 points among likely voters, or only about 1.6 points, more than her final 2.1-point popular vote margin, it's worth recalling that a 1.6 shift in Mrs. Clinton's favor would have probably won her the election, and Biden will probably be considered a modest, if narrow, favorite if he enters the election with a five-point lead. A huge split among white voters by college education, the defining feature of the 2016 presidential election was a huge gap between the preferences of white voters with or without a college degree. 4 years later, this white split remains essentially unchanged with Mr. Trump. Look at that shit behind me. What? Everything's falling apart. <clears throat> Let's see, with Mr. Twitler leading around, leading by around 30 points among whites without a college degree and Biden holding a double-digit lead among whites with a college degree, it suggests that Mr. Biden, despite his reputed appeal to white working-class voters, has not succeeded in broadly winning back those in the group who flipped from President Obama in 2012, to Trump in 2016. You see what I'm saying? Come on. This is what we were telling them. These DLCers. That's why we wanted Bernie. Oh, my God. It also suggests that Mr. Biden has not made huge gains among college-educated white voters, as some assume based on Democratic gains in suburban areas. Exit polls in 2016, often used for electoral analysis, showed that Trump won college-educated white voters. But exit polls were severely biased in this measure. It seemed far likelier that Mrs. Clinton won them. Whatever. A relative Trump advantage in the electoral college. Mr. Trump's wide lead among white voters without a college degree means that he has retained his advantage in the relatively white working-class battleground states that have tended to decide recent American presidential elections. So far, state polls show that Mr. Biden holds only a narrow lead, perhaps around a combined average of two points among registered voters in the states likeliest to decide the presidency, which is bullshit. We need to get rid of this electoral college bullshit. I am tired of living in a country where Democrats win the election or win more votes, not just in the presidential election, but win millions of more votes, but still maintain a minority. Fuck that. Oh, those are the rules. Bullshit. Then they're fucking unfair and have to be changed. Enough is enough. If we allow that to happen again, if this Twitler wins the Electoral College again without receiving the most votes, fuck that. That's tyranny. This We're living in tyranny. But Republicans don't care. And trust me, if the shoe was on the other foot, here's why the Democrats pissed me off. If the shoe was on the other foot, don't you think— that every time they got in front of a camera, they would be saying the illegitimate president who received fewer votes, just like the Supreme Court, when if the shoe was on the other foot, if the, a Democratic uh, leader of the, uh, you know, whatever, my majority leader prevented a Republican president from filling a Supreme Court seat for, for, from fulfilling his constitutionally prescribed role, do you think that there would be a time where a Republican didn't get in front of a camera and remind the American people that now we have two illegitimate Supreme Court justices? And why don't the Democrats do that? I don't know. Maybe they're getting a, they are they they getting paid. They're getting buku bucks in the broken ass system. The broken ass system gave them 2 25,000 refrigerators stocked with $13 a pint ice creams in a pandemic. I'm sick of it. That's why the republic I mean the Democrats need to get some spine and remind the American people every time Trump is illegitimate. He received fewer votes. Oh, he won by the, he won by the rules that were laid out. Well, it's enough is enough that how many times that Democrats? I, I'm living in this country where the Senate gets to, uh, over a, or the was it the the Senate got more votes? The more votes in the in the Senate for Democrats and more votes in the House when the House was in the minority. Uh, a the, my, the Democrats received over a million votes than re- Republicans, and they were still in the minority. And that's goes, that goes for all the local elections, too, and the local Senates, and the local House, in your state legislature. It's the same situation, because they gerrymander and rig and cheat. So the, every time the Democrats get in front of a camera, they need to remind the American people that the Republican Party is a illegitimate party. They don't have a, a majority. They don't have a plurality, plurality. I can't talk plurality. And they do not have a mandate. So I don't care. You want to w- reach across the aisle? Reach across the aisle and smack them silly reach across the aisle and pull the fire alarm and say, this fucking shit is broken. Say, there are illegitimate mother effers up in this bitch that are sitting here squatting in this house doing the bidding of banksters despite receiving fewer votes. And that's not why. My relatives gave their lives for this country. The people who fought and died and bled and and gave their youth and are now in their cold early graves all over this world for this grand experiment. Sometimes I go to Calvary Cemetery and I see the graves of Union soldiers and I cry that they young men died for this country and these filthy fascist bastards are destroying it. But what do you say? They, a fascist is what a fascist does. And how? What do you say about the ones who enable it? Who sit there and, and say, I can work with these people? No, honey. You're not, we're not sending you to work with them. We're sending you to stop them. And fix this thing. Until, before it becomes the pitchforks and torches. The peaceful transfer of power? What about the peaceful transfer? All we get is peaceful transfer of wealth from our pockets to theirs. That's for sure. Unreal. Anyway. (sighs) Yes, it's true. Where is everybody? Where are you? Oh, there you are. You guys are diehards. Thank you I, for finding the stream. stream craps out. You find it. I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you for your patronage and for your support. Become a patron. Don't forget to subscribe. All that stuff. Hit the little bell there. The notification. Share the show with your friends. That shit. That's that's the stuff that's gonna make the show grow. If you believe what we're doing here. I know I do. Or I wouldn't be here. I'd be asleep right now. Meta metaphorically and literally. One more thing. <clears throat> Before we say unconsciousness, here I come. I wanted to, uh, I mean, this is really another, another, uh, well, it's kind of wrapping up. Let's see, who else? Well, I, one thing I want to say, I, wa- I do appreciate Cuomo today, who brought out the fact that, I'll, I'll play his video, and then there's one more thing I want to play
3: excuse me one second let me just go back to my self-proclaimed grim reaper senator mcconnell for another second he represents the state of kentucky okay when it comes to fairness uh new york state puts much more money into the federal pot than it takes out okay at the end of the year we put in to that federal pot $116 116 billion dollars more than we take out. okay? His state, the state of Kentucky, takes out 148 billion more than they put in. okay? So he's a federal legislator. He's distributing the federal pot of money. Yes. New York puts in more money to the federal pot than it takes out his state takes out more than it puts in senator mcconnell who's getting bailed out here exactly it's your state that is living on the money that we generate yep your state is getting bailed out
1: yep so if you don't bail out New York City, or the, the states that keep this whole country afloat, then you're fucking your own people again, Mitch McConnell. And who the hell, who's here? Who is tired? Raise your hand if you're tired of these filthy, disgusting Republicans talking about uh, free rides and makers and takers while they suck on the government teeth while they attack re- the blue states without the courtesy or manners to simply say, thank you. Here, I'll raise my hand. I know. What about you? Oh, <laughs> what about you? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Exactly. So, there you go. Thank you, Governor Cuomo, for bringing it up. And that's another thing that the Democrats need to constantly uh, bring home. That we're in this together. These red states, how dare they? And when you have Republicans talking about Massachusetts liberals or California liberals or New York values, then remind them that they certainly don't have a problem taking our New York money. And I'm sick of them, these albatrosses, hanging around our necks without the common courtesy to simply say thank you. They have to drag on us like albatrosses. That's who they are, pretending. Oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, take your own advice. Stop taking our blue state dollars. They can't though, and that's why Republicans are unfit. They're like teenagers, you know. Who, not even teenagers. They're like pre-pub or they're they're adolescents, post-pubescent little little scummy, uh, they you know, brats who haven't, they, they're just brats who've had everything handed to them. And then they, they, ma- they mock mommy and daddy. They pretend like they're good, you know, they're big men, big men on campus at the local elementary school. But as soon as they get in trouble, Mwah, mommy, mommy, help me, mommy. That's who they are. Well, But when they're with their friends, oh, they're big and tough. Big men, right? We're all grown up. Well, be grown up. Go out on your own. Fuck off. Leave us alone. Instead, they don't even have the courtesy to say thanks. You know, these great God-fearing Christians, too. Look in your, look at yourself in the mirror, and this is what uh, how we began the show too in the earlier segment before we were rudely interrupted by the my computer that wouldn't run. Look at yourself, take an inventory of yourself. You're not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. You're you're pulling yourself up by my bootstraps, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you. it's. It's fine because we're in this together. But do not tell me, you know. Oh, you gotta, you gotta learn the dignity or whatever the fuck you're trying to say. Oh, oh well. Basically, you're saying drop dead. That we're not in this together. That oh well, fuck you. Well, you know what? You fuck yourself too, Mitch. Dumb bitch McConnell. And I'm tired of these Republicans. And thank you, Governor Cuomo, for for bringing it out again. I could say it here, but he's got a gr- obviously the platform and the credibility. But we say this all the time. Why isn't that on every on every telestri- stri- telestri- Why can I say that word? Telestream. screen. Sometimes words get stuck. Why? That should be on every TV screen that welfare queen states. That who's the real welfare, welfare queens? When you talk about makers and takers, talk about an illegitimate bunch of whiners who receive fewer votes, who, who block the mechanisms of democracy, who hate America, who are undermining us in this war against the invisible enemy. Come here, Junior. Uh, What's the matter, Junior? He's getting crankier in his old age, as I am too. Look at this cranky baby I got here. (laughs) Look at the cranky baby. Why are you cranky? He's such a good boy. I love this cat. This is a person. (laughs) It's a person to me. It is. All it needs is a little bow tie and a little top hat. You're a good boy. (laughs) All right. One more thing before we go. We're going to... I wanted to talk about that Nancy Pelosi thing again. Because <clears throat> I'm running out of <coughs> coffee and I'm losing my voice. And it's almost 11 o'clock. Well, it will be. It'll be after 11 by the time we're finished. And thank you for all sticking with me. Jesus Jesus Christ, on a bike over here up in this bitch. What the fuck? So um, anyway, so the other day we were talking about Nancy Pelosi's, the ad. Well, first of all, we spoke about Nancy Pelosi doing her funny little thing with James Corden in front of her tw- two $25,000 refrigerators with her ice cream stacked with, $13 a pint ice cream. And that, you know, just not a good look when Americans can't save $400 for an emergency and government is bailing out banks and people are left high and dry again. And, you know, as we were saying in the whole rest of the show. And so not a good look. Not, not good optics, and certainly tone deaf, frankly. So, of course, the Republican Party, not because they were watching this show, that's for sure, because they, they do have communications people who are cutting ads for them and looking for every angle to run and even though Republicans are are filthy agents of oligarchy and ghosts of the Gilded Age who cares they're gonna present themselves as the saviors of the American people as they cut an ad that may and they called Nancy Nancy Antoinette while basically let them eat cake or let them eat ice cream and you know at the at the, uh, the the, the balls on these mother effers who created, who helped create a system and will fight tooth and nail to maintain that system where the rich get richer and the working class become the more malleable working poor and tr- all, uh, uh, entrenched without a, any hope of rising into any uh, into living better than their parents or whatever used to be the measure of a functioning society it doesn't matter they know that people are pissed off about the inequality and the upward immobility so, and rightfully so and except the republicans want to point their anger where uh, oh, definitely away from where it truly belongs they would want they want them angry at Nancy Pelosi of course she's part of the problem she's part of the government that that created the upward immobility and income disparity. But at least Nancy, you know, she likes to consider herself a good person because she'll throw you a bone. She'll make you, uh, she'll, she'll extend unemployment benefits 99 weeks. She'll pa- pass, help pass Obamacare, the Republican health care plan that allows Americans to get health care, many more Americans, but still leaves millions out. And millions underinsured because you can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. So, whatever. She's part of the problem. We understand that. But she stepped into the trap. And hopefully, you know, she'll learn a lesson. And maybe she'll be ashamed enough to want to change and maybe listen to the progressives. And What are the progressives? We're just people who want an FDR New Deal. Who want to fulfill FDR's uh, dream? Bring the New Deal back, and and complete the Second Bill of Rights that we would have had if if not FDR, if if he didn't pass away in too way too soon. So anyway, our friends on the View who who are who are. Annoying, okay? They're all a bunch of annoying B's. b i t c h s. Why am I spelling it out when I'm, I usually just curse? I don't know. And I just found this a little bit, of course, what we're talking about, hypo- the hypocrisy on the view. Clearly, Democrats can do no wrong, depending on which view bitch you're talking to. Uh, or Republicans can do no wrong. M- Megan McCain, she's another one. I can't stand her. The professional victim. They're such whiners. That's the thing about these trust fund brats. And, and she really is the walking case against nepotism. The. She's such a victim all the time. Such a whiny victim. You ever notice all these rich bastards who were uh, born on third base thinking they hit a triple, the ones who are advocating the loudest against everyone having a shot, everyone having health care or a a living wage, retirement security, sick pay, all those, The, the, uh, the benefits of society that other human beings all over the globe consider their birthright, these are the whiniest little professional, most professional victims of all. Especially Meghan McCain, but anyway, this uh, view, na- um, you know, Whoopi's on my last nerve since she's—I don't know what happened to her. She's definitely, you know, after she attacked Bernie, fuck her. But she's def- she came to the defense of uh, Nancy Pelosi. So here. <laughs> So I want to point out that the ice cream she's talking about (laughs) actually comes from a small business. I know that because I send this ice cream. Listen to the indignance. I want to point. It's sort of the same when she went after Bernie. When you getting out? When you getting out? Well, so you stay in it. She has no clue. Uh, So it's okay? Because it comes from a small business? It's okay that the American people can't retire or we can't uh, um, effectively fight this invisible enemy and everyone's anxious and trying and, and, and uh, people are in danger of losing their homes in this so-called we're-in-this-together fight against the invisible enemy because uh, of the broken system. I don't hear... Whoopi getting so indignant and coming to the defense of of progressives who are trying to fix this thing to the point where a twitler never rises again, as much as she wants to come to the defense of somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who she should have just said, yeah, that was a mistake. She stepped in it. And Nancy Pelosi should be, I mean... Why? Why? Where'd you get those two $25,000 refrigerators from? How did you make your money? Why is it that the majority of people who are are so-called representatives in the House of Representatives are millionaires? When this country is the least upwardly mobile of all of our western partners, how does that how did that happen? It used to be that the House was the closest to the people. Why is it that we are represented by my majority millionaires? That's fucked up. It's not democracy. it's not the way it's supposed to be. so her. I want to say that that's a small business. So attacking the the complete swing and a miss on uh, as far as Nancy Pelosi's appearance and her 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 tone deafness—that's really the problem. And it's also uh, also it is a problem that wh- I don't know. I don't know how Nancy Pelosi made her millions, but. What the fuck, man? Why is it that—why isn't Whoopi so upset that the majority of representatives are millionaires in a country that is now um, the least upper level with the widest income gap? Where is the indignance there in regard to that? It's because it's a small business, so you can do anything— you could be, you could be as out of touch. It's sort of like the whole. It's the Biden effect, right? My VP pick will be a woman. Who fucking cares? What does she stand for? I'd rather have an old man, who's on the right side of history with the right policies, than a woman. Oh wow, a woman is gonna send our American uh, brothers and sisters to die in a war based on lies. Who cares? Oh, a woman is going to kiss up, kick down, and entrench the oligarchy and ensure that Americans have to go on GoFundMe for health care. Oh, a woman is doing that, is blocking Medicare for all. A woman, whoa, whoopee. We've come a long way, baby. When, when, like, who, what the hell? And she is one of the people that is fighting to make sure that small businesses are able to get the testing they need and the stuff that they need. Well, what so about Joy, you kind the of feel like- American people getting the living wages they need, the health care they need, the retirement security they need. I mean, I could go on the secure democracy, the education they need. Just being... That's a small business. Oh, fuck. I mean, God. That's a small business. I just want to say that's a small business run by women of color that's selling those pints to people who are rich and nobody can afford except, I mean, come on scapegoated here scapegoated. Oh yeah. Says are able to get the testing they need and the stuff that they need. So joy, you kind of feel like she's being scapegoated. No, She's not being scapegoated. And it's like, Take a look at yourself. Of course you can. Just say she fucked up. It's not good. Why don't she, I, I don't, I honestly, I'm so annoyed at this whole thing. It's the, it's this whole Ellen be nice crowd. Oh. Here. Yeah. Enjoy. Of course. Okay.
3: But I love that you just said that that's a small business. That's perfect. You know, the Democrats are in fact... That's
1: perfect.
3: ...fighting for more funding for hospitals,
1: as well as... Yeah, for for for-profit hospitals. For small... Not for everyone getting health care. Every single person getting health care by right of citizenship, not privilege of wealth. This is for my... Hospitals. For profit hospitals. Yes. But
3: I love that you just said that that's a small business. That's perfect. You know, the Democrats are in fact fighting for more funding for hospitals as well as relief for small businesses for minorities and veterans. Okay, that's what the Democrats are fighting. For. You see, it's the
1: identity bullshit. For minorities, veterans, people of color, handy, capable, uh, transgendered. Who cares? plutocrats who sell $13 ice creams to wealthy people while the american people can't retire or or save $400 or not have to turn to gofundme for medical care.
3: So this this is just another distraction. You know, okay, it
1: doesn't look good maybe. I mean, she's got an expensive That's the, that's the truest thing this whole segment ever said. Refrigerator. Uh, let's go to Trump Tower and see what kind of refrigerator he has. But that's not the point. Who's got a fancy refrigerator? I'm glad. Whatever. But there's they're missing so many points here. The, there's the forest. There's the trees. They don't see either. That we're this country is broken and Nancy Pelosi sitting in her ivory tower laughing when they, the American people are unable to effectively follow the, the dictates of the government when it comes to social distancing. They're so wrapped with anxiety because they're going to lose their homes or businesses because the, the government, isn't bailing them out. In fact, they need to be bailing them out 100%. There shouldn't even be be an argument. And it should expose, and Nancy Pelosi should be leading, she should be in the vanguard of this argument, how disgusting it is that the American people can't retire, have no sick leave, have no health care, so what you gave some people health care. That's great. It's wonderful. It took it was so hard to get it done. blah, blah blah. That's because the system is broken. Maybe Nancy, she's so great at whipping votes and counting votes and, and fundraising, then whip and count and fundraise over getting money out of politics and fixing this country, So, another Twitler never rises again. But they're so out of touch. You see, there's this. I could break this segment down in so many different ways. It's the out of touch elite, it's the unable to see what the real problem is. It's not about, uh, it's a small business, whatever, good for that. It's, it doesn't matter it, if there's one small business selling ice cream to the elites when the majority of the American people cannot handle a $400 emergency when, over, when the majority of the American people live check to check. So what? They're fighting for small businesses that are owned by veterans. Veterans or women, or people of color, or transgendered, or disabled, or... Who fucking cares? That's not the point. It's... Everybody... Are we so easily distracted by bullshit? I guess we are. Here's your shiny object. That's why the gay community... Most gay people I know, they didn't... They weren't for Pete Buttigieg he had his constituency were old white people because who cares he's gay great what's he stand for
3: jesus christmas you know, but but yesterday, Trump, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, he's bragging about how much people love him in the middle of death and dying. This narcissist is talking about how beloved he is, yes, you know? We
1: know, he's a nightmare and that's why you want to fix the broken system. So another Twitler never rises again. You don't go and you reach across the aisle to the filthy Republican policies and adopt their policies. He's so disgusting. The Republicans are so disgusting. They put a literal con man in the catbird seat of power, but the who, who pushed the, the Republican policy, the Republican health care plan on the people? Oh, my God. All right, guys. I want to thank you all Yes, Junior, I want to thank you, too. Come in. Come in. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) All right. We need to get our beauty sleep. Right, Junior? (laughs) Yes, tell your... Relatives to stop watching corporate media. It is bullshit. It really is. It is. It's, it's like the telescreen and big, big Brother, man. I mean, it really is. Teaching you to love your oppressors and, you know, work, work, work till you die, die, die. That's all you meant. That's all you mean to the system. You're, you're nothing. Do not stand up. Don't look at your, you know, you got yours. Just hope that you fly under the radar. You got yours. Don't worry about your fellow Americans. Anyway, we know. If this coronavirus doesn't teach us the lesson and doesn't get people motivated to change this system, that we're in this together, We leave no one behind. That everyone in, nobody out, is the only American way. It's the only patriotic way. And if this doesn't do it, we're doomed. We are goddamn doomed. So, guys, I want to thank you all for hanging out and putting up with the technical difficulties. Thank you for your super chats. I didn't see any super chats in the second half, so I can't thank you for them. And but I know your heart's in the right place. Oh wait, L's gave me a super chat. What am I talking about? Right? Am I being? Am I being myself? <laughs> oh, yeah, the super chats go away. It's so annoying. Let me see. Let me see who gave me a super chat. Let me go on Twitter. Because it it matters. And if you, you know, if you can't, you can't. It's all, it's fine. We got Haiku and Jim, of course. And L's 214 Thank you all for your super chats. Everyone else, you're dead to me. No, I'm only kidding. Please go on Patreon.com. Become a patron. Share the show with your friends. If you can't, become a patron or Super Chat, or whatever. There are other ways to support the show, and that is tell your friends. Give the show a good review. Share the show. Share our clips. Spread the message, the good news. Have you heard the good news about Terror Knock on your neighbor's door. Go ding-dong. Have you heard the good news about Terror Ding-dong, ding-dong. And then... That's how it goes. And you grow. It grows from there. Bing, bong. Go to your crazy aunt and uncle. Say, bing, bong. Have you heard the good news about (laughs) Tarabuster? Call up another liberal talk show host and say, have you heard the good news about Tarabuster? I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, not, but (laughs) yes and no. Guys, g- g- guys, it is that time, it is the time to get unconscious, and that's my favorite place, other than being here with you, my name is Tara Devon, like I always say, we will be back on Saturday night, 6 p.m. At Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, Oh, Terry, you're nice. Thank you, Terry, for the super chat. I love it. You're number one. Thank you, Terry. That's so nice of you. If you're not on our Discord chat, you should get the hell over there and chat with us. And, you know, we connect between shows. Trying to find the link so I can put it in the chat here. Hold on, hold on. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, here. Boom, boom, boom. Where is it? What the fuck? Boom, Discord, boom. That's a Discord link. All right, guys, I'm going to go because now I have to to cut together two shows, put them in and make a podcast out of it. It's going to take me some time and I want to get unconscious. And you guys are the best. Thank you for all your support and for hanging out, keeping me sane, whatever that means. I have no idea. I'm hanging by a thread. You give me hope, though. And like I always say it is true. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. We are the real Democrats. We're the real patriots. And we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in a couple of days.